Welcome to the Tuesday, October 3rd edition of the High Stakes Fantasy Advantage podcast. And we're all together again. The gang is here. Took a little while, though. I think you guys were screwing up on that call. You know that? Uh, Derek, go ahead. Uh, uh, Derek I hit, and I were there. Yeah, I hit the same button I've hit for the last 32 shows. So I, I don't. I think that's a user error on, on your fault. On your, I'm, I'm blaming you guys. I don't care. Yeah. I'm blaming you guys. All right. Uh, Got to go play some hoops here. So let's wrap it up here. We got lots to talk about. Number one thing we got to talk about is claim prizes in the NFBC. If you won money in the NFBC and you haven't claimed your prize yet, you just received an email from me because I want to give you the money. I want to give you the money. So claim it. All right, Tom? So far in 24 hours, we've had people claim $2.2 million. That means we got about $800,000, $900,000 yet to give away. Pretty good response, though, so far. I give it to our IT department. They did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. A great job from uh, everybody, really, getting the, the new player accounts up. We took a little extra time just to make sure that everything would work perfectly. It is working perfectly. Going forward, prizes will be available much sooner now that we have this new system in place. But, yeah, over $2 million being collected in less than a day. It's fantastic. We want to pay our guys. We like giving money away. We enjoy it. So take the money. You earned it. I'll tell you. Derek, you're an accounting guy. You're probably sad to see that money leave the account, right? I am technically no longer involved with the accounting, most of the accounting (laughs) here. So that I didn't even see the money movement there. So I, I got no problem with. I'll tell you what, though. If I if I want a prize, um, which obviously I'm not eligible to play in our in our baseball contest anymore, but uh, baseball drafts right around the corner. I mean, we're talking three three weeks now. So I think a lot of guys. uh, We've seen a lot of guys leave money in their accounts and, and be able to use that to pay for upcoming baseball drafts or even our uh, daily football drafts that we have going on weekly uh so there's an option too instead of just you know taking all your money in a check leave it in your account and keep playing that's right we're going to be doing baseball drafts very soon and like you said the daily football drafts have been a lot of fun we had head-to-head ones this last week and i think we had about three dozen of those head-to-head ones so we're going to grow that format as well keep your money on account spend it back with us if you want we like that all right, let's talk about the Monday night game. It was a very interesting game. I wasn't all excited about it. I didn't have Carson Wentz. Tom, you had him in a couple of leagues. But, uh, man, that was a nice high-scoring game, 58 total points. And the guy that really stood out, to me at least, was Wentz. This guy has improved so much in the last year. And I'm giving it to Peterson. Doug Peterson has coached this guy up. He looks like a stud right now. Right, Tom? Yeah, I mean, he was my favorite QB2 uh, target this year, but certainly this I wasn't expecting a, an elite fantasy quarterback, but that's what he is. I put on Twitter today, I asked, how many slam dunk surefire quarterbacks would you absolutely positively start over Carson Wentz right now? I've got Tom Brady. That's it. I'm talking about guys that you would say, without a doubt, no question, I don't need to look at the matchup, it's Tom Brady. That's the only one. That's how good Carson Wentz is right now. Yeah, I mean, look at the numbers last night. 17 to 25, 268 yards, four touchdowns, and 63 yards rushing. I mean, that's Deshaun Watson territory, folks. Derek, 
What were your thoughts on Wentz last night? He, again, everyone's sentiments are the same. He looks great. There was an actual, uh, there was a Twitter thing going around last night. People were asking, you know, what, is there any quarterback in the NFL that the Eagles would trade Carson Wentz for? And I think the resounding answer at this point is no, you would not yeah. trade Carson Wentz, uh, you know, for NFL-wise, longevity going forward. Obviously, Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but he's he's nine years, uh, nine years older than Carson Wentz. So, I mean, the, there's not a player in the NFL right now that you, that the Eagles would take for Carson Wentz. That is pretty amazing if you think about it. Yeah, and he stands so strong in the pocket. Two plays that really stood out was a scramble where he got engulfed by Redskins. It was like, where'd he go? All of a sudden he comes out and he runs for about 17 to 20 yards. And the second one was the touchdown pass to Clory Clement. I mean, he's got guys at his feet. It's all over. And he throws a perfect strike over the linebacker. I thought he was very impressive. Let's talk about some other impressive guys. Zach Ertz just keeps getting it done. Tight end position as a whole this year. But Zach Ertz, five receptions, 89 yards, and a touchdown. Looks really good. Uh, obviously, Wendell Smallwood came up small last night. Tom, I know you like him an awful lot. But, boy, Nelson Aguilar, again, another touchdown catch from him. And not as much from Alshon Jeffrey. Talk about all four of those guys, Tom. Jeffrey, not as good. Smallwood, not as good. Ertz and Aguilar looking good. Yeah, it's uh, you know, what's cr- incredible about uh, Wentz's season is Jeffrey really hasn't been all that good. Last night he had an A-plus matchup, no Josh Norman, and he really didn't come through. But that's been the pattern for Elshon Jeffrey, but Wentz is still putting up numbers. Obviously, Ertz has been a stud. Aguilar has really come through. He scores touchdowns pretty much every week. I still like Smallwood. I thought he was their best running back last night. Should have got a lot uh, more work. I, Blunt looked bad other than the one late run. But uh, this is a good football team. Obviously, losing Peters for the season is a, is a big blow to yeah. that offensive line, but they've still got a tremendous amount of talent. Peterson is really coaching well, easily the leading contender for coach of the year in the NFL right now. I, I still like this offense a lot. If they could just get Elshon Jeffrey going, imagine what Wentz could do. Yeah, I think the Peters injury is going to be big. I mean, he's an all-pro left tackle, so, I mean, that's that's a big, big uh, loss for the Eagles, but we'll see how they come back on that. Derek, let's talk about Washington. Let's talk about Terrell Pryor. What the hell do fantasy owners do with him right now? This is a guy who was benched in the first half, had two receptions for 14 yards, still had the drops last night. What do you do with this guy? His ADP was 25 in the NFFC. Boy, I mean, you can't drop him, but you really can't start him either at this point. It, it seems like even uh, Gruden has come out to say that they, you know, I don't know if it was last night or whatever, but, you know, they took Doxson to be a number one guy, and now they're going to see, yep. what, you know, now they're going to see what he can do. He obviously outsnapped Pryor last night again. Uh, to me, Crowder and uh, Crowder and Pryor, both, you know, with top five uh, round ADPs, you can't start either one of those guys right now. I mean, it's, it's Jordan Reed, it's Chris Thompson, and it's... Um, Josh Doxson moving forward. Well, no, even Bernie Davis. Davis, yeah. It's amazing how just how, how quick things can change. Yeah, Terrell Pryor basically a beginning of round three pick and just now unusable. Yeah, definitely. And you know what's interesting? Jamison Crowder is another guy who is being drafted in the top 100 in the NFFC. That guy's nothing right now. You can't start him. You can't start Pryor. You can't really keep Crowder. Then you got Vernon Davis, a guy who came out of nowhere. He actually looks pretty good. He's he's as slow as Witten. He looks so slow compared to other tight ends. But uh, here's a guy four catches, 67 yards. Jordan Reed, huge game, eight receptions, 64 yards, two TDs. Chris Thompson gets in the end zone again. And Kirk Cousins, not all that bad. 
30 of 40, 303 yards, three TDs. So very interesting. Tom, going forward here, people better realize there are six teams on bye this week and six teams on bye in week nine. Let's take a look at this week's buys. The Cardinals, Packers, Jaguars, Rams, Giants, and Titans. Not the most offense that you're going to lose. You're going to lose some defense there, though. Jaguars doing very well. Rams doing well as well. So what do you have for advice for this week on Wednesday when people go to FAB with all the uh, buys you got right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the big ones are, are Gurley and, and Leonard Fournette. Obviously, Fournette didn't play this past game, but Gurley, yep. you're still losing two guys that are 20-point-per-game guys at running back. That's a big one. I mean, so, you know, you got to dive into the, the waiver wire. Maybe it's in Oakland. Where no Marshawn Lynch this week, the suspension upheld. Jalen Richard, DeAndre Washington, likely a full committee there, but both guys could be flex options uh, against the Bills. So maybe you look there uh, for a little bit of help. I tell you what, you know who's kind of reemerging for me a little bit right now? It's Matt Forte. I mean, I understand it's Matt Forte, but they're throwing a ton of passes to him right now. He's clearly their lead back, even when everybody's healthy. I tell you. Matt Forte's kind of on the, the radar for me right now in PPR. If he's going to keep catching four or five balls a game, he's got to be. Yeah, Derek, we need some help from you, too, because Tom and I have Martavis Bryant in the FSTA League. The guy is just killing us. Now he wants to be traded. Mike Tomlin says they're not trading him at all. And then Tom sees today that Juju Ted Schuster has <laughs> is in concussion protocol. So now we can't really drop Brian. He may be starting this week. What do owners do with Martavis Bryant? I don't know. Uh, God, again, the next two weeks, who knows? With all the, with all these buys, there's ton, you know obviously tons of receivers on buy, and there's just not a whole lot out there on uh, on waiver wires for wide receivers. I, I was looking at a couple of our leagues. I see guys like uh, Albert Wilson and uh, Adam Humphreys almost being the top options out there uh, as as free agent pickup. So there's not a whole lot you can do there. I guess with Bryant, again, if Schuster's out, you, you got to think he's going to be out there for some snaps. Again, Tom made a huge point of it on Twitter that Bryant's out there singled up and, you know, yeah. Roethlisberger's th targeting Antonio Brown in triple, quadruple coverage. So there's something going on there. It's it's hard to start Martavis Bryant with a smile on your face, but at this point, I, I don't know that there's a whole lot else out there to grab. Here's the thing I'll add to this for this coming week. If Smith-Schuster doesn't play, how do teams try to attack the Lions secondary? Because Darius Slay's on the other side, and we know who Darius Slay's going to be working on. That's going to be Antonio Brown. Teams attack the secondary by throwing away to the other side. That's where Martavis Bryant will be. I mean, if Roethlisberger is going to have to throw to him if Smith-Schuster doesn't play. It, it, to me, this is kind of one of those, you know, immovable objects, whatever that saying is, you guys know what I'm saying. But it's it's that deal. They won't use them. This is a matchup where you've got to use your number two receiver because that's how you can attack the Lions secondary. So this whole week, this saga is not over by any means. I, I just that's don't get it. He's so yeah. talented. I mean, I don't get it. Yeah. He's he's We've seen how talented he is. It, they just got to get over the whatever, the mental block between him and Tomlin and Roethlisberger and figure it out. The guy's a beast. Yep. Yeah, there's something going on with Big Ben and Martavis Bryant. There's no doubt about it. Because, Tom, he's throwing into triple coverage. It doesn't yep. matter if Slay's on him with a safety over the top. He's throwing into triple coverage to Antonio Brown. He is not looking at Bryant. So my question to you is, 
what are we doing? Are we cutting his ass this week, or are we keeping him for another week? No, I think with the the Juju Smith Schuster development, uh, Ted, I love that. Uh, <laughs> I, that to me is you got to hold him now because again, if Smith Schuster doesn't play. God help you, Martavis Bryant becomes a viable option. Six teams are on a bye this week, and he will have an A-plus matchup on the other side of Darius Slay. So, I mean, I, I, it's going to take a lot of balls to start him, obviously, but on paper, the matchup couldn't be better for him if Smith-Schuster is out. So, yeah, hang on to him for another week. Let's see how it all plays out. Yeah, we're going to hang on to him. We are not starting him because he's getting two for 13. That's how they use him. little side route twice. That's it. And that's what not what he does best. He goes deep. He goes deep and he clears out the safety and you throw the ball a couple of times because it'll clear out the safety. Run some fucking slant routes for the guy. <laughs> I mean, that's a five-yard completion that he can turn into a 20, 30-yard gain easy. Yeah, yeah. That's All right, Let's talk about Marshawn Lynch. His uh, one-game suspension was upheld, even though he pleaded that he was just coming to the defense of his cousin there. So, Derek, I have this guy. I actually have him on a team. I actually started him last week. He gave me .9-tenths of a point. So, uh, what do people do with Marshawn Lynch? I mean, obviously nothing this week, but... Uh, do you keep this guy anymore, or has he lost the job to Jalen Richard, who looks much, much faster, obviously, and more explosive than Marshawn could ever be? Yeah, in a PPR league, there's no reason to have Marshawn Lynch on your team. Um, I can see it in a standard league. Uh, he's yeah. going to miss the one game, obviously, and if you're in a league where you know it's touchdown-heavy, touchdown-dependent, I can see having Marshawn Lynch, but PPR, he, he's useless. Um, Jalen Richard and uh, Washington make a decent combo. Um, like you mentioned earlier, I think both decent pickups for this week if you're if you're in a pinch. Um, but at this point, I don't have Marshawn Lynch on any team. I, I just wasn't targeting him. I just I didn't believe he was going to be back. I mean, after missing a year, he wasn't that good the prior two years. So to me, PPR, kick him to the curb. Yeah, I agree with you. He's getting no pass reception, so I agree. And if he doesn't score a touchdown, he's worthless. I mean, he might get you six points, but that's not worth starting. I agree. It's time to kick him to the curb. All right, quick recap on week one. Man, it was top-heavy at each of these positions. Quarterbacks, there were eight quarterbacks that had 30 or more points in the NFFC. Carson Wentz led all at 41.7. Derek Carr, 40.3. Man, you had Prescott, 38.3. Russell Wilson, 35.7. Alex Smith, 35.3. 5.1 quarterback heavy this week running back Zeke was at 40.9 only seven running backs at 20 or more points this week wide receivers same thing Amari Cooper 44 points nobody more than 26 after that eight wide receivers at 20 plus points and the tight ends we had OJ Howard 27.8 then last night Jordan Reed 26.4 Zach Ertz, 19.9, and the defense of Chicago had 31 points. They weren't even owned in most leagues. 31 points, they weren't even owned in most NFFC leagues. So, pretty interesting week. Now let's look forward to next week. Guys, let's look at this Thursday game just real, real quickly. We'll get into it more tomorrow. Dolphins at Ravens. Tom, am I watching that game? <laughs> Uh, well, I will be. I love football. So, yeah, there's not a lot here. This is, I don't, we've had a good run here, certainly yeah. in Thursday night games. Last week was fantastic between yeah. the Raiders and Chiefs. But neither of these quarterbacks are Derek Carr or Alex Smith. So, this is going to be ugly. The Ravens offense is terrible. Ugh. The Dolphins offense isn't much better. Obviously, no Jay Cutler, but it's not like you should get that excited about Matt Moore. Yeah, I'm not fired up about this game at all, which probably means it'll be like 34, yeah, 31 exactly. or something. 
If it's 34-31, I'm buying you beers all day the next day, all right? Right here in the office, you're drinking wow. them all day tomorrow. That's, that's, on, the, that's on tape now. <laughs> I'll buy them. Trust me, I will. And I'll drink them with them, too. But there's no way this game is going 34-31. Call, call me a Uber. I'm not driving home. <laughs> we, uh, we, we talked about uh, the, the Ravens on our show on Wednesday. You said, was there anybody you would start? No. There isn't no. anybody on that offense you can start. Tucker, Buck Tuck, Allen, Buck Allen, Tucker and Buck Allen. Allen. Yeah. yeah, Buck Allen in a PPR is a is a decent number three. But I'll tell you, the Dolphins looked much better with Matt Moore at quarterback. They moved up and down the field. Kenny Stills ended up with what? Uh, Two TDs. Yeah, twenty six point five. He was the second wide receiver. Twenty six point five. I know because I was playing Johnny Frazella, who started the son of a bitch. But uh, there you go. So Dolphins are. A little improved getting Jay Cutler out of there. That's all I'll say. Derek, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Kenny Stills has five touchdowns in five last five games with Matt Moore. So he's uh, Devontae Parker is supposedly back, I think, on Thursday, right? So we'll have to see how all that shapes out. Uh, again, another week you you, pu- you play a Jay and cross your fingers and hope he finally gets into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, crazy. He score a touchdown. Amazing. He's, he's two, two touchdowns in his last 16 <laughs> games. They won't. I mean, this is laughable at this point. They don't give him the ball inside the five. They throw to Landry. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Landry's actually gotten more love here since Parker went out, which he knew, but so has Kenny Stills. But I think this offense is better with Matt Moore. Let's see what happens. But uh, please give us 60 points. Tom's prediction. This is one prediction I hope comes true for you, man. I hope so. All right? It's not my prediction. (laughs) Oh, who is it? Is it Derek's? I've already lost count right? Derek, sure, I'll, prediction. I'll take I'll right. take credit for it. All right. I, I, no way, shape, or form think there's going to be 65 points by these two teams. <laughs> Maybe the rest of the season the Ravens can score 65 <laughs> points. Can you can you predict a, a safety in this one? I'll think. Let me analyze the matchup a little more. I do think we got safety potential in this game, though. All right. I can like make that. Call like tomorrow. Come yep. back tomorrow. Yep. Come back tomorrow. We'll let you know which team gets the safety. That wraps it up for today. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you tomorrow.